Hi guys, uh, welcome to Startup Chats with Ben Parry, your host. I uh, just want to do a quick intro before I, I introduce our guest. This was um, a fantastic podcast I, I had with uh, the CEO, Jason Bullock, from Numerous. And uh, when you when we go diving into the uh, the podcast, you'll see we just literally are straight into it. Unfortunately, we had a bit of a technical problem halfway through, so we're picking up the podcast halfway through, um, but no doubt you'll get tons of value and, uh, and we are diving deep into um, his uh, pre-start process, which is uh, exactly what we want to be looking at, which is fantastic. Um, but just a quick intro um, on Jason Bullock and, uh, and Numerous. Numerous um, basically is a free app that helps you control your personal data and you can use it to make money and find great deals from brands that you love. And uh, and basically, uh, Jason Bullock is the CEO um, and he's obviously recognized that personal data is massively valuable. Um, and it's an industry obviously worth around 30 billion in the UK and 200 billion in the US. Um, and, uh, and really he's trying to sort of put the power back in the, into the consumer's hands and giving them a bit of a bite of the cherry. So uh, I'll dive straight into the podcast now. Hope you uh, get tons of value out of it. And uh, and as always, don't forget to give a five-star review and subscribe, share with your friends. And uh, and if you know any great guests that you think might be worth uh, me uh, having a quick chat with, uh, please do get in touch um, um, in the normal sort of ways that you can. Uh, my email is probably best. It's ben at bar.media. And uh, yeah, drop me a line, say hello, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> um, I know that. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. If this was a date, would it go to the second one? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> this, this, uh... I've got to be honest. I've completely forgotten where we're up to. You were, you were asking me a question, um, and and I don't really. Oh yeah, it was. You were asking me about customer acquisition, weren't you? Mm. And so it was that two sides of the coin where you, you you've got. You need obviously you need the numbers of users to yeah. make it attractive for those people to say yeah let's let's talk, um, and obviously without those users then you know how, how does that yeah. engagement work? And, and you'd have to forgive me because you might have already covered some of this off because there were points when you were talking that it was it was dropping off. I'm going to check on the audio in the final recording just to see if it was recorded okay or if it was me. So we'll have to just run with it and see where we're at. Um, Mine, no problem. Listen, I'll, I'll go, I'll summarize it again, no problem at all. So um, you're right, there's two sides of the coin and, and what you have to realize is you're a startup and you've got a very small resource and so you can't do everything. So the first thing on the consumer side was it was important to identify um, a gap in, 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 in experience where we needed to get someone in who could attract consumers. And yeah. you know, we needed someone who could build the brand, build the positioning, get that really strong funnel in place. Um, and on the brand side, I don't think people necessarily realize how, how time consuming and intense it is trying to deal with brands, especially when you're trying to deal with big brands. If you're, if you're a B2C and you're just trying to sign up lots of, lots of business of different sizes, it can be much easier to get cut through. But um, if you're dealing primarily with very large consumer facing brands, it's incredibly difficult. So we made the decision not to try and put too much emphasis on it ourselves and to identify people who were very well connected in the relevant sectors and then work with them. So we managed to identify a few key people who 
had a, a very good black book, you were very well connected with, with the right people and the right brands who could hold those conversations for us um, and then progress them when they need to be. Because it's also about progressing them, obviously, at the right pace. Because if you go in there too early, you've, you're having a conversation that you, you can't really then progress anyway. And you can very quickly be forgotten about. So it was about getting... And progressing some fantastic conversations with very big brands. Um, you know, BT, uh, a one brand who have been incredible. Um, and so obviously that opens up all of their brands, E and, and, and um, Talk Talk, I believe, is the other brand. I could have just shot myself in the foot if I got that wrong. Um, but um, so they, they're, they're very good, very supportive, you know, um, because at the moment there's nothing like our solution. They, they have an interest in seeing, seeing us succeed. Um, so, you know, they're quite keen to be very supportive and help us refine our proposition. And there's a, there's a, a, you know, we're very honest about where we are and what we have to do in order to be able to start delivering real value to them. But, you know, I think as long as you're completely honest about that, it, you know, we, we were talking earlier on about everyone's a salesman. And I think if, you, if you're always in salesman mode and you go in there and you start trying to oversell your product really early, you, you're setting yourself up for a problem. I, I experienced this in my, my first business actually where the person I work with, unfortunately, you know, um, it didn't quite work out from a technical perspective, but I'd gone out, you know, like a bull in a china shop and I'd, I'd promised yeah, everyone. It's going to be doing this. It's going to be amazing. And then I spent the next, uh, must have, it felt like forever, it must have been a year, basically making up excuses as to why we weren't delivering that yet. Um, so it's much easier if you're just honest the other way around. People are open to have a conversation if you say, hey, look, this is where we are. I'd like to just, I think in future we can offer value. I'd like to have a conversation. I think people are very, very open to that, you know, if you're not trying to sell something to them. Um, and then when the, when the time comes... Particularly if they can help them, particularly if you're actually trying to solve a problem and actually trying to add value to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people, even if, even if you know, there's, even if there's no um, synergy in, in future, I think as long as you're honest, people are always still willing mm -hmm. to help. Mm -hmm. um, do, you think, do you think there's... Um, um, you, you mentioned about not wanting to, I guess get too far ahead do you think there's a for, for other people who are starting out worth holding back reaching out to their audiences too soon it, it, it was there an element for you thinking we need to have our product have our core offering have something yeah. maybe maybe have some consume, consumers signed up first before we even talk to these people well there's a real chicken and egg isn't there because you know you you can't obviously go out there too quickly because like you said you'll You'll be ahead of yourself. You haven't got the customers. You haven't got the proposition yet. But then you don't want to go. And also, you don't want to stick your head above the parapet too soon because you know you want to kind of keep it on the download because you don't. You, if you've got a great concept and you think you've got a really big opportunity, then you don't really want to be telling everyone about that before you, you're in a position to start scaling. Um, but then at the same time, you don't want to take too long either because the the value you can get back from these people it can make a really big difference to how you. You develop that proposition you know you can make in the very early days you can make decisions that could really impact on the success of your business by yeah. having that feedback because by understanding their needs as yeah. a customer you can you can guess what their needs are Definitely. but until you actually talk to them you know until you get in the trenches and talk to them so i think i think it's a case of you know first of all it's good to just demonstrate some value so put some content out there about what what you know as a thought leader and you know you have an opinion and get their attention but then just have some very non-confrontational, 
just reach out to people and say, hey, this is what I want to do in future. I'd really like to get your feedback because, you know, I think we can add a lot of value to your business in, in the future. Um, and I think people are receptive to that. Definitely. I think it's almost um, talking about pre-launch strategies. I think it, it sort of falls into that to, to some extent where people can start thinking about, okay, well, there's this user group, um, the audience that I'm interested in, you know, how do I bring them into maybe a, some, some sort of community where, you know, we have just a real little discussion amongst ourselves. We can sort of feedback what we're doing. I can get some validation. It's all part of that process of, um, you know, getting them excited, getting validation from the audience so that when you go, okay, now we're launched, it's like, okay, well, you know, I've already got a conversation going with you and, you know, we can move forward and all the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. So, and that, that, that works on both sides as well because you get a lot of value back from the, the brands, but then, you know, the only, the only consumers who signed up to our product, you know, they, they you know, they like being listened to and they like mm. being valued for their mm. opinion. And um, if, they, if they share your vision and, and you take on board what they say and you, you keep engaging with them, you can get a, a huge amount of value out of them. And then you end up with, with advocates, you know, yes. you end up with yes. your product. So, 100%. you know, once you're ready to go live, you've already got a small, a small army of people who are shouting about you from the rooftops. So can we dive into that a little bit more into a bit more detail? So before you um, sort of went live, what was the process around getting that first you know, 1,000, 1,500 sort of people on board. How did you go about finding them, getting them on board? How did you target them? All, yeah. all the rest of it. What we did in, in the first instance is we found an influencer who was, um, you know, very closely aligned with our vision. Um, and they then, they then essentially reached out for volunteers in their, in their um, engaged network. Um, and and we, we opened up to 500 people and, and, and obviously, you know, we, we filled that pretty much instantly. So we, we wanted to test, I'm oh, sorry, go on. Yeah, I was just gonna dive into the, the influencer. So how did you find the right influencer for your specific audience? Were they oh, like uh, in, the, in, in the retail, you know, or were they, was it sort of more techie or more, because obviously it's about, you know, I, I'm, I'm a consumer, I buy stuff, therefore I mentioned products that you know, and brands that sell stuff to me, but I want to get a bit of value from it. So was it more techie people or was it more sort of people who, I don't know. Actually, it was consumers who were comfortable with performing actions for rewards. So there's a, a huge um, a number of consumers out there who at the moment, they sign up to things like um, swag bucks and, you know, where you, you answer surveys and you get rewarded with a few pence here and there. Um, and, and over time, you know, that, that for some people that can build up. Um, so we, we know that in the long term, we need consumers to trust us enough to give us their data. And then, so then there's that, that passive income that we'll create for them. Yep. And but then there's also the active income where we need them to participate in certain um, actions. Like we need them to transact by the platform or we need them to take part in market research because we allow brands to access our user base for quick and cost-effective market research. And they essentially pay each consumer to take part. So, for us, it made sense to find a, a, an audience who were already comfortable with doing those actions and, and handing over their data in order for rewards. So, um, because th those people are familiar with, with the process. So we, yes. we opened it up and, and we tested our hypothesis there and, and, and it all went fantastically. We got some amazing feedback. Um, that was like one influencer? Yeah, just, just one influencer, yeah. And, um, but then what we had to do is because because we targeted a very specific audience who are already comfortable with doing these things, we had to make sure we didn't get a false positive. 
So we had to then run subsequent tests where we opened it up to the same volume of consumers, but from completely unrelated, you know, um, channels. So we'd just open up, we'd put a, a, a quick ad out on Facebook, but not, not really do much in the way of targeting, just, you know, have a very broad target and allow, allow a, a very broad kind of diverse range of people to come in. Oh, brilliant. Um, so the first group was really so that we had specific users that we knew could offer a lot of feedback. Yep. The second test were then just to make sure we didn't get a false positive. And so we had almost identical results from those subsequent tests. And that, that then gave us the confidence that we were really onto something. Fantastic. That's incredible. And then, um, so, so once you had that audience and, and that feedback, um, what sort of, what were sort of the next stages in terms of, um, I, I, I guess, would you feel like at that stage you're, you've already launched it to some extent because you're starting to gather the, the, that audience or, or was it, well, what did you do sort of more sort of phases before that initial sort of launch? Yeah, we, so we've always used the term launch for our full launch. So internally, we only ever use the word launch to refer to the day we close our funding and we start scaling up. That's our launch. And everything up to that is, is a process that we're taking in order to... It's almost like a live testing. Yeah, exactly. It's all about validating and refining the proposition. So um, we go through various stages. At the moment, we um, are taking all the feedback from the beta. We're now making some refinements. We're, we know that we've got a certain number of active data points per customer, but we're now adding in all the gamification and engagement we need to, we're aiming to double that amount of data. Um, and the necessary comms, you know, you mentioned earlier on comms is incredibly important um, and, and very complex as well. So it's, it's getting, that, getting all the engagement in place that we can, we can take that result from the beta and then we can, we can amplify that when we launch. So, when we launch, we, we have the confidence that we've validated the market and we understand how to really improve on the results we've already had. So we're just, we're making a lot of changes. We're introducing some new features. Testing, testing, testing. Exactly. We've just closed the funding round. So my, my job primarily over this period was to, you know, get the funding. Um, and then... You can sit um, back and relax now, can't you? Yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we, we, go, we go through a due diligence process now. We should have the, the funds cleared probably early October. Um, at that point, then we launch, you know, launch and we are live. And we really then kind of, because we've still, we've still maintained a certain level of stealth over the period. You know, we've, not re, we've been very, very intentional in, in not pushing the promotion too hard. Not, no, no PR. Um, you know, we've, we've promoted the, camp, the fundraising campaign. Obviously, you know, you have to do that. Yes, yes. But we've not really done much in the way of promotion around the product itself, though, just so that, you know, we can, we can save that for the launch. We've got some, some, you know, really big plans in place. For the no, launch. fantastic. Because, I mean, I noticed on the website, you didn't have any social um, links and things like that yet. So, you know, yeah. that's, all, well, that's all to come and, and no doubt. You know, yeah, it's, it's all intentional. We, yeah. we didn't want to signpost and, and broadcast what we were doing too early, you know. Um, we spent a lot of time building the technology and, and validating, you know, the, the, the product market fit. And we feel confident now that we're ready to really push. We've got, we're in a good position. Fantastic. So now you've got a great, you, you, when, you know, obviously you had those um, users sign up and, and test it, you, you knew that you didn't have a false positive. Uh, you knew users were interested in, in doing this and, and getting a benefit. Fantastic. How, how did you go about, or how are you going to go about validating it from the other side, from the brands? Is it just, 
more better targeted um, sort of insights, uh, better targeted to the right people. You know, how are you setting that, that vision? Because ultimately, they're the ones who are going to be paying you. Yep. So we're, we're taking it in stages. So we're sticking again to what we know. So what we know is brands, they want customers, but they want more loyal, valuable customers. So at the moment, the market is focused on annual switching. So price comparison is that the cheapest price often wins. And then, you know, the, it's often a break even model in the first year. And then you have to retain them for one, two years afterwards to um, sorry, loss leading the first year, then you have to retain them to break even. But that's hard to do because you've got all these products out there. Their their sole focus is on on flipping the consumer again the following year. So we we take the approach that we actually encourage. So first of all, we match brands up based on different value indicators. You know, we we know what's important to consumers. We know whether they're they're really into sustainability, and we know whether they're into you know whether a really strong experience and customer support is important. And we do a lot of cluster analysis as well that shows us. What, so what consumers tell us, but then also the patterns of behaviors, you know. Um, so we, we know how to match consumers with the brands that will make them happier and therefore they'll have a longer term relationship and we'll encourage them to stay. And we've got machine learning models as well that are actually focused on retention to support brands. So first of all, we know that brands want more and valuable customers. So as long as we can keep feeding those customers in, then we're, we're adding value to their business. Second of all, we, un we understand how their, their market research budget works. Um, and we're launching uh, the second phase, we launch our market research platform so that brands can divert some of their, their, their budget into, into our platform and they can get very, very quick and cost effective um, market research from our user base. You know, instant results, there's no, you know, it's a fraction of the cost and there's, there's not a big lead time of weeks to get the results back. Um, so that's, that's really the focus in the early days to mm. do the things that we know add value and, and, you know, drive value for numerous as well and consumers. Um, the more complex side then is we're working on the insight portal, which takes a lot of the machine learning models and just a, a lot of the insight that our data scientists are, are putting together and we'll start allowing brands to access that for a fee. Um, that comes later because we have to demonstrate value to these brands first. We have to convince them that we, we can deliver on what we say we're going to deliver on. And over this period, we'll be working really closely with them to refine the, the insight portal so we know we're delivering exactly what they need. Um, the, other, the other strand for us is that we're working on a, a joint research project with um, three prestigious universities. It's Warwick in the UK, Connecticut in the US and Calgary in Canada. And there's a, a, a collaboration to build a, a, an optimized pricing model for data monetization. So how do we combine data to get the maximum value for it? Um, and it's, it's got a very clever variable pricing um, system and, and some very clever security that, that is, is being developed off the back of that. Um, and when we develop that, the idea will be that we can then um, create a, a a market whereby you know consumers can come to us because we can tell them with a high degree of confidence what their data is worth and and any not just the brands who are coming to us for for customers and, and insights but any business in, in the world who you know who has data requirements be it a consumer facing brand or healthcare or insurance or um, so any any business will be able to come to us for their data needs or to find new and more valuable customers so that's kind of our long term, but we know in order to build that, 
we have to generate some income because we have to provide value for our consumers. We have to demonstrate value to the brands. So there's a very, very kind of concisely planned um, strategy, you know, of exactly how we're going to get to that, that point in the long term. Fantastic. And um, I guess in a way, do you see yourself almost competing with, you know, someone like Facebook in the sense of, you know, competing for advertisers? Well, really, I, I guess um, they're not. How's it going to work? Are they going to be advertising, or how's the how's the connection between the, you know, the customer and the brands? How's that connection working? Yeah, well, it's it, so we'll be a marketplace, and um, instead of a consumer coming to us and, and giving data in order to you know connect and, and then consume ad, consume advertising, they'll be coming to us not as the data subject but as the data seller. So they will come to us with a specific purpose in mind, and that is to provide us with data, get a clear idea of what their compensation is going to be, um, and, then, and then create some value for themselves um, with a very, very, very transparent model. Um, so we'll show them exactly what the use cases are, and they'll be able to opt out of every single use case yeah. at any time. So, uh, so they, the brand- they, I was gonna, Sorry, I was just gonna interrupt and say, do they, do they get rewarded even if they don't buy, or is it only rewarded if they buy, or how, how does that They work? will be rewarded for everything. So there's, there's two types of earnings. There's the passive, which is where we know that we can take the data and we can create value in the long term. So mm-hmm. we, can, we can create value that we pass back to them without them ever having to do anything. So the idea is we get to the point where we can say with a high degree of confidence, your data over the next period of X years is worth roughly this per year sit back, relax, we will just keep feeding this revenue into you as, as and when we generate it. Um, but then there's also the active stuff where they, they participate in transactions, they consume advertising, yep. they, they, they take part in market research, they do all these things that create value for them. So they can be as active or as passive as they want. But the idea is they can finally go somewhere that, that actually sees the value in them as consumer and, mm. and pays them for it. Interesting, that's fantastic. And- it's going to be really interesting how it evolves and how it develops because obviously, you know, from a business perspective, you know, there's the traditional ways to, uh, you know, reach out to, to the consumers, um, you know, the, the, the standard channels. So in a way, this is a new channel. It's a new opportunity um, for lots of different businesses, um, but which also gives a benefit to the consumer, which, which is great. Absolutely. And so, for example, for you in the short term, you, you'd be able to come in and create your profile You'd be able to upload all of your 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 utilities contracts, or just just the details, you know, who you're with and when they're up for renewal. And then when the renewal date comes, we will just contact you and say, "Hey, look, we know who you are as a consumer. We don't need you don't need to fill out any forms. Here's a, 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 some brands that we think you will love and you'll be happy with, and you have long term relationship mm-hmm. with. You don't need to worry about you know that expectation gap where." Consumers know from price comparison, they're getting a cheap price in the short term, but in the long term, they're not getting the service they're expecting. So we provide you brands that will fulfill your needs, but you don't need to do anything. We just present you with some, some, some offers. We'll tell you how much you'll make if you take, because now, now the sales commission passes back to you. Um, so you can, you can just open the app and see some prices, say, I'll, I'll go for that one. Okay, great. There you go. It's all yours. You yeah. don't need to start the scouring run and filling out. Yeah, forms and- yeah, yeah. That whole sort of uh, that game, of, you know, searching and taking ages and, and yeah. all the rest of it. So it's that merry-go-round, isn't it? Of, uh... exactly. <laughs> so just every year, we will just present you with some prices and say, hey, you know, these are brands you love. You will earn money if you switch. Um, and, and there you go. Just yeah. the price. Fantastic, fantastic. So, um, yeah, so what is the next steps now? You've got the funding. What's, what's, your, what's your focus? Where you, where you, because effectively, you're now, I mean, I, it's, it's funny, isn't it? The difference the way we interpret it. You know, I, I, I would 
see you as um, you've launched, but obviously you're you're not thinking in those in that sense. So you're in you're still in that pre-launch phase, effectively. Yeah. Um, so what's what's the next? You got money's coming in in October. Is that the launch yeah. date, effectively? It is. Yeah. So we we will launch in October and. Our, our next 12 months are very, very, you know, crystal clear. It's, we have very specific KPIs around the number of consumers we need to sign up, um, the, the amount of data that we need to collect, um, because we know how much we need in order to refine the models and, and so we can start adding value to brands. Um, and also, you know, it's the, 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 how happy customers are is really important to us. So our, Big KPI really is around satisfaction, the happiness. You know, making sure that we're not just meeting their emotional needs in the long term, but we're we're providing a, a really strong experience that they're happy in the short term. So we're going to be closely measuring that. You know, um, we're very we're very 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 customer centric. And have you got a specific strategy around more um, customer acquisition? Are you going to be looking to use Instagram? Uh, sorry, not Instagram. Yeah, maybe Instagram. Who knows? But more influencers, or have you, um, or just you know. Advertising yeah. on Facebook and Google and you know all the rest of it. We've got a growth strategy that will include the, the obvious, you know, pay per clicks with um, Facebook and and Google. Google have got a whole suite of different tools now. Yeah. Um, universal app campaign, I think they call it now. Um, but then there's also the influencers. There's also partnerships. We're in discussions with some partners that could open up, you know, large user bases to us. There's the referral scheme, which we think is really key because. You know, ah, you need to. Interesting, yeah. I was going to yeah. ask actually, have you got any? I, I call it like a growth loop where yeah. you know you still have that um, process where it just encourages growth, you know, whether it's a referral scheme. I mean, Dropbox was a classic example, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, and it's based on a financial reward. So consumers obviously come to us for a financial reward. And, and if they refer their friends, they get a financial reward. Um, and, and that essentially is just the, the, the cost per acquisition that we would have allocated elsewhere anyway. Um, but we're, we're confident that we can get a lot of referrals that will really help growth. And then there's this PR, you know, we're working with a, a really good agency who can hopefully help us draw up some campaigns that will get a lot of attention. And we, our vision, so our, our mission statement is um, to establish a personal data sharing economy, but to also create a world where the power and value of data benefits all. Now, what that means is creating a fair and equitable um, market for, for, you know, the distribution of data and the value. Um, but also, it's not just about the consumer or the brands, it's about society as a whole. So it's about, there's a lot of people out there who are on the fringes of society and they don't get to benefit from the value of their data. Maybe they're just not online or maybe they, you know, they're in a far worse position. So it's every single data transaction, a percentage of the revenue will go to um, good causes. And the way we set it up is... Um, we're working on a partnership with a great company called Percent, um, and this will allow the consumer to choose. So when you join the platform, you're handing your data and we're creating value of your data. You as a consumer get to decide where, how the value of your data is distributed, you know, what causes that goes to. So 1% um, of all the revenue that is generated will go to good causes. Um, and I think that's a really important part of our, our, our vision. It really adds purpose to, mm, you know, mm. And, you know, social responsibility is really important. We, we don't just have a responsibility to the shareholders. We have oh. a, a responsibility to society as a whole. And, mm. you know, we really want to demonstrate that. Oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Jason, that's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, very um, exciting. Um, and no doubt, 
yeah lots 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 to do and lots to crack on with um and um yeah it's i can't wait to see you know how it all goes in terms of you know the future you know october you know the launch we'll have to sort of uh, catch up again yeah, I'd love you know, to hear, you know, how, hear how it's all been going and, and all the rest of it because, yeah. yeah, no doubt there's more challenges to come and more, you know, obstacles, but I th- it sounds, yeah, it sounds, it sounds, you know, fantastic. And, and um, yeah, I think, I think being able to, you know, you know, we all work, you know, for various reasons, but being able to sort of put something back into, you know, our communities or, or help others is, is, you know, it's fantastic. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we're all on this, planet for a very short time so you know why not try and do something that's uh, you know going to last and have yeah. a bit of a legacy and, and help others so make an impact yeah hundred percent hundred percent brilliant well jason listen um yeah thanks ever so much you know obviously for uh, for joining me and um yeah and obviously, i enjoyed it I'm sorry about the technical problems oh uh, no absolutely that's that's all my fault i'm sure but um um i'll have to uh, get my a game up a bit more <laughs> but right. um I was, I was going to say, you know, for those, you know, who haven't checked out Numerous, please, you know, definitely go and check them out. Download the app. It's a free app. You know, um, you're going to benefit. You know, you are a consumer. So whichever way you look at it, you know, your data is being used. So why not, you know, you be in control of it a little bit more. So um, yeah. I think that's fantastic. And if there's ever any, any startups at all that just want to talk through in a bit more detail some of the, the kind of trials that we've been through and, and the problems we've overcome, always happy to... Yeah, people can reach out to me on LinkedIn yeah. um, or, or, you know, via the, the, the email address on the website. And I'm always happy to have a chat with people. That's brilliant. No, definitely. Brilliant. Well, thanks ever so much, Jason. And, uh, and obviously for all those listening still, um, don't forget to subscribe and uh, five stars or is it 10 stars? I don't know, whatever, you know, reviews only. That'd be great. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, Jason, you take care. Thank you. Great to meet you. Take care, Ben. Definitely. Definitely. And um, yeah, take care, Jason. All right. Have a nice day. I'll, um, I'm, I'm, we'll, uh, we'll end the recording, but thanks Jason so much for joining me. It's been brilliant. And, um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Crack on with the rest of your day. I'm sure you've got lots on. Yeah. And, and do keep in touch. I'd love to know how your, um, your business goes as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Likewise. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll keep in touch. Take care. Take care. Bye. Cheers.